partnership is great until something breaks down. Let's be serious. And then that makes things so difficult. That's why when you rent, you're really lucky because you always have that super rate in your building that boom, takes care of everything. Well, now you can have that if you are a DC or Maryland homeowner. Have you heard of super? It's a concierge for homeowners who do all the dirty work and repairs for you. When something breaks, Boom, you call super. I love this. HelloSuper.com is their website. Go there now and do it before your $1,000 plumbing system breaks down. Teddy Beats, let me tell you, I've, I've been schooled. He doesn't sing. He will, uh, what's the word? Perform? Hype? I mean, yeah, he's gonna just, he's Sarah, he's a producer. He makes music for a living. That's like, that's like, that's like asking someone who plays the trumpet, be like, all right, we got so and so, world's greatest trumpet player, they're here to play the keyboard. <laughs> It's like that's not even their that's not even their instrument. Like that's not even oh. what they do. He well, makes music for a living. Whatever. He just happened to talk in the back of your thing, and you're like, oh well, he's a singer. <laughs> I don't think anyone would actually listen to that and be like, wow, that is considered singing by any means. Oh my god. Anyway, Teddy Beats tomorrow night for the live show will be here. Those sold out shows are happening at the DC Improv right here, where we uh, podcast most of the time live, except for when we're doing a pop up. And uh, 7 p.m. and 9:15 p.m. They're sold out. I would love for you to come. People are already out. Asking when the next live show is. We're thinking June. Okay. We're All thinking right. June, and we're going to do the main stage, the 300-seater. Mm, yes. Are what? you ready? Oh, hell yeah. Are you ready Are for you? the doubleheader, though, tomorrow? Oh, God, no. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to go to Whole Foods and get those organic five-hour energies. Have you seen those? No. Why would... That's the, think about what you just asked me. <laughs> like, just break down it word by word. Organic five-hour energy? No, Sarah. <laughs> okay, well, they don't have all the aspartame and the toxins, but... Um, Whole Foods will do like a, um, what is that uh, that gives you natural energy? The oh, ginkgo? Oh, coffee? Or, no. Coffee. You're no. talking about coffee. No, it's not Sugar. Heavy. How about sugar? No. What people have been using for it's years. It's a natural plant. You're talking about... It's that? like Ginkgo X or whatever. Ginkgo that gives X? You, that's good for your mind and then also, you know, gets you up there with some vitamin B. The anus berry? Yes. <laughs> I think it's the Akai. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Anyway, no, I don't know how I'm going to rally. I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to drink. That will help. Well, yeah, because you're a one drink and done kind of person. Oh, my God. Completely. And then I get very uh, forgetful. So I'm worried I'll repeat, you know, once I get drinking. Well, here's the problem. is After Everybody a certain welcome. point, you just kind of throw in the towel and you expect everyone. Like, you, like, I've been on the show with you, but I've been on shows with you beforehand where you've gotten drunk, right? And at some point when you get to a certain point of tipsiness, you just throw in the towel and expect everyone else to do everything for you. <laughs> but the problem is, though, you never share exactly when that time hits. And so we're just sitting there going along thinking you're going to talk. And then all of a sudden you're silent. And we look at you. We're like, what? You're like, I'm not doing traffic anymore. 
<laughs> it is true. Well, yeah. I'm going to save it for tomorrow until like the very final moments of the show, like 10, 15. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll have a mm -hmm. cocktail. Okay. Uh, so that's happening. Also, if you want to be a part of our radio prank, our guy uh, said, yes, he's going to play it on a DC radio station tomorrow. <laughs> hey, phrase.com if you want to know what the station is we don't want to like totally give it away but for our listeners only because i've already had to edit you out giving it away numerous times exactly yeah supposedly tomorrow this will play on this radio station although i did get a lot of people tw uh, texting and tweeting me including mike scott who goes do you ever think that this could be a radio station playing a prank on you good i hope so <laughs> i don't care <laughs> That's what I thought, too. Why do we care? Whatever. Yeah. Did people get some entertainment out of it? Cool. Yeah. yeah awesome. You want to manipulate our voices? We've had that happen Congratulations. before. Yeah. Please. I'm actually I'm actually for a radio station doing something that's not fake. <laughs> that would be so revolutionary. I would be, I'd be actually, I'd be privileged to be made fun of. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That would be huge. I'd feel privileged. I'm going to also email this guy and get the clips of when he plays it live on air. So if you miss it, hopefully we can play it next week. Mm -hmm. uh, but HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E dot com. Um, also, a lot of you ask, hey, look, how can we support the show? You guys should do a GoFundMe. You guys should, um, there's like another program, I guess, where you can get donations. I'm not sure, Honey Fund or something, Maybe. I think. Um, which we don't ever really want to do it that way. We, we are looking for people to advertise, sponsor, have a pop-up podcast at your business. So if you're interested in that, it's Sarah with an H at HeyFrage.com. Okay, you can email us. We would love to advertise. We're working with local businesses here in D.C. and nationwide. You can also donate to Sarah at MyFreeImplants.com. <laughs> what? That's also a website where you can collect money from people. My free, isn't that just if you're trying to get people to sponsor your boob job? But think about it. You could have the first boob job slash podcast. I don't want a boob job. All right. Just I like it out natural. Freeimplants.com. And by the way, too, if you want to help, do things like hello. So hello, super. They go by super. Okay, mm -hmm. that's hello super.com is their website. But super, which is this home ownership repair company, concierge service that we advertised at the start of this show, please go to their website. Leave a comment that you heard about them from Hey Frage podcast. We would be so grateful. And please sign up if you're a DC homeowner, if you're a Maryland homeowner, if you know somebody, share. That's how you can really help because we are getting sponsors, but those sponsorships only continue and work if, in fact, you use the service, you click on it. So please do that for us today. That so would really help. That's how advertising mm -hmm. works. I feel like that was kind of my NPR spiel. Yeah. Thank you, NPR. You're welcome. Yeah, but so anyway, you, you that would help us. You spoke too fast for an NPR person. <laughs> Don't even. I, I know this I'm could lead to a really bad I'm joke. I'm not even doing any. Look at You just keep on rocking. HelloSuper.com, okay? Uh, tons to talk about on the show today. I, what do you, I want your honest opinion about my jeans that I'm wearing. I, I purchased some new jeans that I've been getting some very strange looks. Okay. So I want to talk about that. Also, do you think you and I would be friends if I was secretly recording you talking about you cheating on one of your girlfriends? Oh. Uh, for or actually your fiance. Let's say you got engaged, and then I secretly recorded you talking about how a couple months ago you actually had sex with somebody now else. Now you're saying, hypothetically speaking, let's say I'm a professional basketball player for the Los Angeles Lakers and Correct. my girlfriend happens to be a famous rap artist and I get caught by one of my other teammates recording a Snapchat video. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, would that be icy for us? Honest to God, if I secretly recorded you, would you quit? Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Screw you. 
Absolutely. Okay, so, but think about this in the future. We're making, we're each making like $5 million a year, okay? Because this is what like it would be like if you were a professional athlete. All right, so athlete. we're making millions of dollars a year. I secretly record you. And you secretly record me talking about how I how I tapped an 18-year-old piece of ass <laughs> when I was 30 years old. Yes. When everyone knows that I was with that woman at the age of 30. Mm -hmm. And then you, as opposed to just deleting off your Snapchat, you decide to send it out to everybody. Yeah. And send it out to everyone and then get me broken up with. Yeah, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Even talking about it, like I'm allergic to talking about it. Okay, fine. We'll discuss more about that and everything that's going down because this story is so strange with D'Angelo Russell and then, uh, you know, Iggy Azalea and Nick Young. Nick Young is the teammate that he recorded and is engaged yeah. to Iggy Azalea. He used to play was. in D.C. Yeah, exactly. So he we're gonna... stooped one of my friends here, too. So oh. I, this kind of doesn't, you know. Oh, awesome. I can't wait to talk about this. I love gossip. All right. Uh, that, and then we have a very special guest on today's show, David Michael Latt, who is the co-founder of Asylum Film. And you know this name because he's the guy behind movies like Sharknado Duh. and Dead 7 yeah. that is out tomorrow night on Sci-Fi. Starring Nick Carter, Jeff Timmons, a lot of your favorite, Joey Fatone, a lot of your favorite boy banders. So he's going to be on the show talking about, we, we have a fascination with people that aren't really mainstream. Oh, uh, yes. And he's going to be talking about his career. Also, uh, we're going to get the scoop. Justin Timberlake was Justin Timberlake originally a part of the show and then backed out. What happened? Uh, all those questions are going to be asked. Or did Justin Timberlake want nothing to do with it? <laughs> Uh, you know, so we have so much to talk to him about. And then if you're interested in the film business, I think it will also be insightful for people. Because what I found fascinating about Asylum Film, none of their films have ever lost money. Ever. No. Which is, like, so rare for the film industry. But yet, when you think of, like, great movies, you normally, I mean, no offense, but you normally don't put, you know... The Sharknado up there with Emmy, you know, an Academy Award winners. Well, he's basically made his money in a sense, and I, I'm sure David wouldn't use this word, but ripping off Hollywood in some extent. You know what I'm saying? He's taken a lot of zombie movies. He also did the Battleship movie, and yep. then he had to change the name. I think it was like Battle Warship or something it became. So he's made his career that way. And I just am very fascinated by, are you really in Hollywood? Because it doesn't seem like it. I'm debating whether or not I should ask him if he, if he considers himself the weird owl of the movie industry. But I don't know if that's <laughs> offensive or not. So. No, I think that I'll would be I'll just throw great. it out there if it happens or not. I don't know yet. I think that would be so great. So we're going to discuss all that and then a conversation with David Michael Latt is happening later on this show. Um, a couple of celebrity things, and we'll talk about this, Nick Young and Iggy Azalea. Did you see where Adele, this terrifies me, did okay. you see where Adele said that when she was pregnant she grew a full beard when Adele was pregnant <laughs> she grew a full beard oh yeah. my gosh where's because I feel like this is gonna happen to me if this Prove happened it. to Picture her it didn't happen I'm glamour health Adele says that really strange things happened to her when she was pregnant including that she grew a full beard that's why she says was part of the reason that you know how you didn't see her much in the spotlight there yeah after her like release album and uh -huh. she got pregnant that's partially why she says she has neck and I actually quote had a beard I'm really proud of it I used to call it Larry she had a beard. She actually grew facial hair that was so thick it was like a blonde beard, she says. Now, I know there's a lot of Adele fans out there, right? But there's also <laughs> a lot of people that just don't like Adele. I feel like she could finally appeal to those people that don't like her if she rocked a tour with the beard. <laughs> If I could see Adele sing any of those just beautiful songs with a full-blown beard, 
fantastic. But Sammy, doesn't this terrify you? Like to me, she said, unfortunately, shaving, plucking, or waxing really didn't help combat the hair. Uh, she says that it would just keep growing back until finally she had the baby. She said she had such a high level of testosterone, her doctor said that was why. Um, and they say it's perfectly normal during pregnancy to sprout facial hair where you didn't have it before. This terrifies me. Because you you're <laughs> going to have a full-blown beard. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to look like Raffi. <laughs> you're going to Raffi. Remember like the Raffy. kid singer? Like the kid singer, baby balloon. Look up Raffi. Raffi. Everyone How do you spell knows. that? R-A-F-F-I. Raffi. <laughs> R-A-F-F-I. Dude, okay. you're going to look like Raffi. I promise you. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to be singing kids' songs with a full beard to your baby. <laughs> yeah, that's Wait, exactly... Dude, no way. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> who you're going to look like, yeah? Why do you think that should, you're such a dick. This guy is hideous. No, he's not. He's a great... Look, at, I just look <laughs> okay. because he sings kids' songs. So you're going to have a child. You're going to learn how to play the guitar. You're going to sing about, you know... Whales and polar bears. Oh, my God. Sammy, when I read that, uh, did you also, Drew Barrymore says she grew a goatee, a goatee. That's fantastic. No, this terrifies me. I do not. Oh, my God. There's I a woman imagine. that rides the bus with me daily that has a sweet stash. Like, And <laughs> even then, like, you know, you got to rock it. If it's there, you got to rock it. It's about being natural you, right? Natural me? You go months without shaving, so why wouldn't you go months without, you know, plucking? Go, I don't go months without shaving. Oh, I just assumed that. Sorry. <laughs> so, I don't even have any facial hair. Can you see any? You always make fun of my mustache. It's so light. You can't even see it. Sarah, well, I'm, under this light, you probably don't want to mention that. We have, like, bright lights facing right on you. Can you see you. any mustache? Yes, of course I can. I can see a shadow from here. That is such a light. Anyone else? Yeah. Oh, I can definitely see. Now, put your face out that way again. <laughs> okay, does anyone really see... Really see a facial hair? Yeah. Somewhat. So, oh, somewhat. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. And on that note. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Uh, tomorrow night we are going to have a very special guest at our um, at our live podcast taping, and this story will kind of give you a little bit of a hint who it is. But do you believe this, that people that watch the most reality TV shows are also the biggest narcissists in real life? Oh my gosh! Do you think that's yes. Because yes. I'm, you know, I only watch reality TV. Do you consider me a narcissist? Um, I don't think you are a narcissist because you somehow manage to balance it too. And I think you also have a lot of therapy in your life, which helps you from developing <laughs> that narcissistic, you know, mentality. The, the interns are shaking their heads. Yeah. You think I am a narcissist? No, you're not a narcissist, but people who watch reality. Yeah, people shows who watch. There you go. They say it. people who watch reality shows are man. <gasps> because think about it, they're watching someone else's life and getting entertained by watching someone else's life, and a majority of them do that in hopes that one day they can do the same thing <laughs> like I, one of the most narcissistic things I ever heard Did was I was asking it. someone I was like why do you post so much on your snapchat story like who really cares and their quote was oh because I want my own reality show and that way it's kind of like me having my own reality show so everyone can watch me Seriously. that is what people do and I mean that is horrendous to think that Scientists say reality TV encourages people to be more vain and self-absorbed. It encourages that behavior, and they say that they pulled, they um, viewed the habits of nearly 600 men and women and found that the preferences for those who preferred reality TV were then given a narcissism quiz and scored higher on that than others who watched more shows that were about action or adventure or drama or comedies. Oh, damn. All I do is watch Real Housewives. But That's like my favorite what show. What about watching someone else live their life and do mundane things? Do you feel like you're gaining or learning from or do you feel like you're becoming, you know? Because I feel like a drama, there's some dramas that I like, but then for the most part you just get, it's like so not real. 
And I, I, I those get are it. dramas. Though. Like I find a lot of people use the excuse to go, well, I like going home and watching stupid TV because yeah. I'm so stressed during the daytime that when I go home, I just kind of want to watch something mindless and just relax. I don't have to think about anything. Yeah. Right? But... Here's the thing. I understand that if you're a brain surgeon, you know, if you're like, if you're a, if you're a firefighter, a police officer, like stressful jobs, you know, if you were a judge and you sat there and you just finished up a 30 week trial, I get it. You want to go home and watch something mindless. Most people though, just do that. And that's all they watch. Like all they ever watch, you know, even a drama, those things are kind of stupid too, but you know, at least comedies, I find comedies a lot of times they have to, especially to kind of maintain their relevancy. They have to kind of keep with the time. So they're always making either pokes at, you know, some sort of inequality, some sort of injustice, you know, really bringing sort, you know, kind of bringing to light things in a funny way, but bringing to light things that people normally that wouldn't are bring smart. to light. Yeah. Okay. Well, I get a, I guess I need to challenge myself to watch less reality TV because I'm obsessed like 48 hours. Is that considered? It's not really reality. Or is that? 48 hours, like the news station? No, 48 hours, the show. Like, I like Dateline oh, 48 e, hours. Like, like, I like the the murder, you know, mysteries that they, they okay, do. Okay, so 48 hours, like the news show. Yeah, yeah 48 yeah, yeah. hours. I love that. Okay, that's fine. Um, I watch every Real Housewives series. Beverly Hills, Atlanta, Potomac. Now, this is the alarm part. This is the, <laughs> you know, that's... I've kind of given up on the Kardashians because I think it's become too fake. Too fake? <laughs> yeah. It finally became too fake for you. It did. It really did. There's a bunch of jokes I can make right now, but they're really insensitive. So <laughs> I'm just going to stick what? to myself. Nothing. Wait, I'm just oh. keep going. Keep yeah. going. Are you sure you don't want to say them? Yeah. I just want to... I just think it's hysterical. Okay. After God knows how many plastic surgeries and the fact that now the dad is the mom, like you're saying now it's fake? <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> now it's fake. <laughs> I've given up watching it. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has apologized. Last night, um, the L.A. Lakers had been saying that they were going to hold a press conference for teammates D'Angelo Russell to apologize to Nick Young, who he apparently uh, filmed Nick Young when Nick Young was not aware and then posted it on his Snapchat with Nick Young admitting that he cheated on fiance Iggy Azalea. Hope he likes being traded. Well, here's the story. Now, this whole thing is so bizarre, and it is where we need a uh, sports expert because I'm sure I'll get a lot Sarah, of this there's wrong. nothing to do with sports in there. They, had, they did <laughs> not shoot a ball. They did not even have a basketball involved in this entire scenario. Why well, do we need a sports expert? Apparently because last night's press conference came from the fact that uh, D'Angelo Russell was so shut out by other teammates. So after this had surfaced, and by the way, they're saying that this surfaced because um, D'Angelo Russell had put it up on Snapchat. Someone took that Snapchat, recorded it, and yeah. then sold it to a tabloid, okay? So uh, D'Angelo is saying, look, I thought I could just erase it. It was funny. I thought I could erase it. Nick Young wouldn't get in trouble. Do you think he's really that naive? Uh, yeah, I do think he's that naive. He's a professional athlete. So you just think he's not very he smart? He has spent a majority of his life focusing on shooting the basketball and becoming the best athlete that he can. That I guarantee you he probably did not realize the repercussions of something like that. But really? he's still a dumbass, and he would definitely not be my friend. If you ever did that to me, right? If you ever did that to me, there's no way I would speak to you. Even if it was just some stupid girlfriend that I didn't even like that much. You know what I mean? Like, but this is his fiance. This was his chance. I mean, he was gonna marry a, a famous, you know, a famous rapper. Mm -hmm. He was gonna be set for the rest of his life. And then this guy, this 20-year-old punk on his team that he's probably not even gonna talk to later on in his life, ruined it for him. 
I, well, that's exactly it. So after D'Angelo Russell received kind of a shutout from other teammates, no one would talk to him. They wouldn't sit next to him on the bench. They held this press conference last night. Russell says he's, quote, sick over the situation. I'm sorry about recording the video, Russell said. He also went on to say, quote, I can't repeat myself enough on that. I'm sorry that I recorded that video. I feel horrible. I wish this had never happened. I mean, we I figure we don't need to bother to play the audio. Very hard to hear. Did uh, you listen? I mean, I listened to some of it, yeah. It's very hard to hear. It's yeah. very difficult to hear what's going on. He asks him about uh, if she... He pretty much is like, oh, wait, so she was 18 and you were 30? Yeah, he And that's kind of how he it. sets up the fact that at least he's not talking about something that happened prior to him being with her. It was during the time that he was with Iggy Azalea. That's why. is When the question is set up, it's like he was set up to do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When you ask a question like that, like when you're talking to guys, I don't go, wait, so you were 18 years old and because uh, you were 30 years old at the time and she was 18? You don't ever talk like that to other guys. Well, that's why I feel like when you say that you think D'Angelo Russell was naive, I think D'Angelo Russell is just like slightly deranged. Uh, really? Because, oh, yeah. I you think, think he's he just was like a well super aware. fan trying to become famous somehow, uh, get his name out there? I think that there's I, I think that there's some people that have some mental issues that, that like secretly. There's a voyeurism, I think, where they like to mm. secretly record people. I think that's exactly what D'Angelo Russell has. Because in this day and age, if you know how to work Snapchat, you're very well aware of the fact that people that can, they can watch it immediately. Yeah. Especially if you can put it on my story. Uh, Nick Young tweeted last night that he didn't exactly accept the apology, so it sounds like things are still very icy. At this point, he remains engaged to Iggy Azalea. They've been engaged since last June. But you see, you had a friend that had sex well, with Nick Young? Well, I was going to say, yeah, if Iggy Azalea is really worried, supposedly from what I've heard from the ladies that I know that have had intercourse with the man, is that he's like he's in and out. So like he didn't last that long, so he didn't cheat on you for that long is what I'm trying to say. So when was he, Nick Young, when did he play he for the Wizards? He played for the Wizards, like, I don't know, like maybe five years, four years ago. Really? Yeah. He played for the Wizards, and he used to party. I used to, like, he used to always go out and party in D.C. But he wasn't engaged at that time. He was not engaged at the time. He was like a bachelor here, just slaying it left and right. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, well. Slaying it 20 seconds at a time. I mean, that's acceptable then, but poor Iggy Azalea. Well, you know, I think the issue is, like, honestly, would you, if I sat there, Sarah, okay, and I somehow taped a, I taped you cheating on your boyfriend, and I gave it to Dan. Are you telling me that you would walk in the next day and be like, oh, well, Sammy, let's do the podcast. No, All is good in the hood. I then secretly recorded at 99.5. That's when I left. That yeah, was yeah, when I I get that, but hold on. But would you, but did you maintain your friendship? No. no. So you're exactly. that you Done. would stay friends with me, but yet you want me to stay friends with you if you threw me no. under the bus? No, no, no. I was asking you as a hypothetical. I just okay. wondered if the money would be enough. But no, absolutely. I've been in this situation. I mean, I still don't even know what allegedly is on the tape or, or recording. Um, but that was it for me. I thought if somebody is willing to say they accidentally recorded you and hold on to a recording for seven months, which was my situation with mm-hmm. Kane and 99.5, that's when I knew... You couldn't. You can't be friends with that person. That's something is fundamentally really wrong there. So I just wonder what's going to happen for D'Angelo and Nick. How you can continue to work together? Because I don't see how you can. Well, Sarah, I got to tell you something. What? I've been recording you for months. <laughs> I'm sure you have. It's called the podcast. All right, keep it going. Keep it going. There's a lot of out there. It's called the podcast, Sarah. We record each other every day. I know, but hopefully I'm aware. Well, I mean, you are. <laughs> 
I am. Thank you. Uh, now, Slash is getting up there in age. Oh, my God. Yes. Do you want to talk about him dying or something? What well, are you going to try to do? Stop trying to curse my damn dog. No, I believe Slash is going to live another five years. I All have right, a good, good vibe. I have a very good feeling. Good. But have you thought about giving Slash a bucket list as he really begins to slow down? Like, what do you mean? Like, like, like making Slash a, a star and, and taking him to, on a road trip, perhaps? Here's the thing, okay, is I have given Slash the craziest life ever. And as much as I've always wanted to talk about it, I can't because 90% of dog owners out there are so insane about their pets that they consider what I do to be, like, doggy abuse. But, like, <laughs> dude, Slash, he regularly goes out to eat with me. I take him out to Yappy Hour all the time. I'll get myself a burger, get him a slider. You know, he's crushing burgers on the side of the road. like. But you would never, like, plan a trip across country so he could see th certain things. Well, Slash doesn't care about that. I mean, honestly, I've taken him to, like, the highest points I could so he could pee. <laughs> You know, the like, like I found like the highest point in D.C. one time and I took him there so he so could the pee National on it. National Monument. Yeah. You took him to the top of the National Monument? No, not to the you... top of the National Monument, like the highest point, like elevation wise in D.C. It was up by, it was up north, up by Contenley Town. Off Cathedral, the highest elevation point, so Sarah. So you let Slash piss on those radio towers up in Tenley Town. No, I had him pee <laughs> on the ground around there because that way his scent would travel the furthest for all dogs. Oh so it was like him running the entire area. Like, stupid stuff like that. I take him, like, for Taco Bell all the time. You oh know, like, I'll, perp I'll just get the, you know, I'll get him and be like, all right, yeah, let's go. So, apparently, this couple in Chicago, they have a two-year-old hamster named Robin Williams. Okay, okay. Named after the late actor. Great name for a hamster. <laughs> Robin Williams the hamster. Justice Harry. They found out last week that the hamster is suffering from a very large tumor. So, the couple have decided to post online that they're doing a bucket list of 15 stops. Oh, sorry, 16 stops for Robin Williams to see before he dies. They've included a selfie of the Art Institute there eating deep dish pizza and being Thor for a day. But see, but Ugh. hamsters don't care. Like, Slash would not care. You know what I mean? If I found out that Slash was going to die, honestly, all I would do is I would get a bunch of pizza, a bunch of tacos, put it on the floor with a bunch of, you know, paper towels so he can, you know, just kind of keep on going and eating at the same time. And I would have, like, you know, his best friends come over. That's about it. Like, I don't, dogs don't care, man. They don't care. <laughs> I don't think they care either. I thought this was kind of ridiculous because it's making news everywhere. Well, because people are stupid. But that's really for the, <laughs> that's really for the people that are doing it. You know what I mean? Like, if I was, take, if I was like, okay, people who throw dog parties, like birthday parties for their dog. Oh, yeah, right. That's not for the dog. That's for them. <laughs> that's because they need an excuse to have people pay attention to them. And so they throw a birthday party for their dog. You know well, what I do for my dog's birthday? I usually forget it. And then, like, a week later, I go, oh, shit. All right, whatever. And I'll, like, buy a steak, you know? And, like, I'll cut off some pieces of the steak, and I'll let him eat it. I just thought Slasher might enjoy, as he ages, a couple of milestones, maybe. You yeah, know? dogs want to pee on the highest <laughs> elevated point, so that way it's like they rule the entire area. How do you not know this? <laughs> well, I do know that, but I, I don't think that, <coughs> like, Slash pees enough that that scent is going to waft down to lower parts of D.C. The fact is, for that moment in time, Sarah, he is the king of D.C., okay? Like... <laughs> The highest point. Come over to Arlington, and we'll take him up to Robert E. Lee's house. My dog like gentrified, likes gentrified neighborhoods. <laughs> well, that's a gentrified neighborhood. Let's see. That's a, that's a very Virginia definition of gentrification. Why don't we take him out to uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains? The Blue Ridge Mountains? No. Do you, you understand <laughs> I have a seven-pound chihuahua? He walks two blocks, and he gives up, and he makes me carry him. Well, like, right. We'll get this satchel. We'll carry him in the satchel up to the top of the Blue Ridge and let him urinate all over the I'm land. I'm not going to. No. No. Okay.
I think it's a good He's idea. A city dog, okay? Let him let him eat his pizza and like crap on the sidewalk like he likes to do. So you know how I have an obsession with I don't for a long time I didn't wear deodorant, right? Oh, you still don't wear deodorant. No, I do today. Do you want to smell? No, I don't want to smell. Ew. Oh, they smell good. Wait, so when did you stop? When did you stop? Well, stop. Tr- when did you stop? <clears throat> Not wearing deodorant. I Ugh. found pit paste. People had been emailing me about pit paste. Like the stuff that they use, like it's like baking soda and water. You can make it at home, right? Yes, you can make it at home, but I oh. buy it at, at Whole Foods. I'm a big fan. It's the only thing because I've tried Tom's of Maine. I tried Jason's. I tried. Um, Have you ever tried? You know, like the crystals, like Remember? deodorant, like actual, just like straight well, up deodorant. No, deodorant, I believe, can be linked to other skin problems, especially as a woman, where you shave under your arms and your okay. skin's very sensitive and absorbs a lot of stuff. I think that aluminum, putting it on your body like that, can lead to, not in everybody, because I think everyone's pH balances and everything are different, right? But some people, I do believe, take on more chemicals, and I think that deodorants and things that we eat So the last time you gave yourself an acidity test, you were like, oh, wow, my pH is a little bit too high. Probably shouldn't use that aluminum. I just do everything I can. Because everybody in my family said cancer. My father passed away from it. My mom had breast cancer. I don't, I'm clear of toxins. And I'm thinking about becoming a vegetarian as well. Oh, really? Totally organic. Uh, yes. P- perhaps vegan. Good luck. <laughs> God bless you and good luck. <laughs> I just want to minimize all the toxins. But anyway, here's why you always make fun of me about the deodorant thing. And I'm just telling you, here's another lawsuit where they're saying that Old Spice High Endurance is now being sued by people for causing severe rashes and burns under their armpits. Really? Yes. A guy has filed a lawsuit now against Procter & Gamble, who produces Old Spice. This, spice. this guy is a Virginia man. It's the latest case that was brought forth by a Virginia man who is now suing for over $25,000 in damages. The man alleges the deodorant causes rashes, irritation, burning, and uh, 12 other issues and culprits or chemicals that are culprits of it. Do you believe this? Uh, no. Why I feel do you like not this guy this? probably like shaved his armpits because he was, you know, wanted to be a professional wrestler for the day. <laughs> shaved his armpits. You know, sat there, put on this really high alcoholic, you know, like content. There's alcohol in these deodorants. So, yeah, it's going to burn, man. Like, of course it is. I think people are dumb. Like, I think that that's a ton of chemicals in there. <clears throat> Whatever. It Does it make you smell that. good? That's all that matters. That's what it's for. <laughs> everything has some sort of chemical. You know, everything's a chemical, Sarah. Everything is. I understand that everything is, but then there's, I think, uh, the level of fragrances, aluminum, all the crap that they put in there. But I'm sure you, it is really Do you really want to start drinking all, do you really want to start like using all natural fragrances? Yes. I want to do essential oils so you only. Just, and knowing that it's literally just, you know, it's literally skunk just, you know, <laughs> skunk shit. It's all in there. It's the musk. <laughs> no, okay. That is how they get there. It is the musk from the skunk. Like it is disgusting. And, that, and you're just going to spray that all over your face. Essential oils are anything from lavender, cinnamon, all but that stuff. But how do they get the oil out of it, Sarah? It takes a lot of that product to get the oil out. It's, it's, it's completely not feasible. Uh, for everyone, you're saying. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, you're saying that only super rich people that can afford to buy a vial of this lavender perfume for $1,000. Well, I don't think you need that. You can buy essential oils fairly cheap at Whole Foods. Okay. I'm just saying. Um, Do you think that the future for making people de-stress and then also relax is to attach uh, headbands that will send electric pulses to your brain? They kind of look like this. Oh, I mean, that's cool. What do you think? Would you spend $200 and have this? Attaching to your face at like an airport, and it will send shocks and pulses, so it will make you happy and relaxed, like so, recharging. Okay, so like 
Okay, so I can sit there, and the whole idea is it's supposed to recharge me in a certain amount of time. Yes, absolutely. You so do I it just kind of like close my eyes, just mm -hmm. let it sit there, and it's just like tapping on my third eye. Just tapping eye. on your third eye, just sitting there. Yeah. Wait, that's your third eye? Yeah, right here. I always thought the third eye was something else. Never mind. I'll talk to you about that after the show. All right. <laughs> I, never mind, Sarah. I'm learning a lot about anatomy today. Okay. The third eye is right here. I always thought they called because you know how they called the brown eye. I thought that was the third <laughs> eye. Oh, that's not. Oh. Sammy, no, the, your butthole is not your third well, eye. Well, they call it the brown eye. I figured that's why, because I have you know two brown eyes and I have a third brown eye. <laughs> So technically that'd be my third. So All right, sorry. As so okay, so electric pulses to my brain. I'm sorry. I just got like electric pulses to my brain. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna help me relax. It's gonna help you relax and make you happy, especially if you're a traveler. It's a triangular piece of gadgetry that is gonna retail for two hundred dollars and it sends a low voltage electrical current through your through your temples. Or like you, you have it straight across your forehead, and then it will like evenly distribute these kind of pulses. I already see Saturday Night Live doing a video of the douchiest person ever, <laughs> and that person is sitting there with one of those things pulsing on their head. You know, they've also got an e-cigarette. They're definitely wearing, you know, something from LL Bean. Okay, yeah, like you this know, is, this is describing me to a T. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm wearing LL Bean today. Uh, oops. I love L.O. Bean. I, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I can't wait for these to come out retail. They're testing them. Uh, they are saying that some of them are for sale on various websites, but they're working on all the technology to make them mainstream so you can just chill. Yeah, Don't the, you love this? I think this is great. But do you really think it's going to work, though? Like, how is somehow sending electrodes through your body really going to help me relax? Like, once you're done sending those electrodes through my body, I still have to pay those bills. It didn't help me not pay those <laughs> bills. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it helped me at all. No, I think that it will because it will just like overall, it's it's about like meditation. It's about just taking 10 minutes, shocking yourself back to life. And shocking just like, yourself back to life. <laughs> yes. A little bit of. Yeah. Why don't you just stick your finger in a socket then? <laughs> no, no. It's a different type of electrodes. I don't right know, here. man. Uh, by the way, Muse is what it's called. $299 for the meditation headband. 300 bucks. Muse, if you're interested. Really? M-U-S-E, yeah. No, thank you. What do you think of these jeans? Did I ditch them or date them? Let me see. Get up. <laughs> ditch. Give a whirl. Give a whirl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you do look like a mom in those. <laughs> do I really? Yeah, you know what it is? They're so comfortable. Really? Do it's, you think I need to ditch here's these? Here's why they look like mom jeans, all right? It's because those really big front pockets, it's like you need to keep extra pocket area because you never know. You got extra Kleenexes for the kids. You got a couple pacifiers in there. You know, look, you got cars for no reason. Like, those just kind of, yeah, they just kind of look like mom jeans. Oh, do you but think I think it's funny because we're kind of wearing the same pants today. Like, I'm wearing my mom jeans as well. Let's so. see yours. Get up. Give a twirl. Yeah, see, mine are mom jeans as well. See? <laughs> I got my mom jeans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yours are kind of tapered at the bottom. Oh, those look really comfortable. They're almost like a sweatpant slash jean. They're like jeggings, but for men. <laughs> that so, so that's. Bad. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's the only way I could really explain that. Oh, my God. We got to take a picture together. I don't think. I, ladies, you think these are too. All the women here are like, yes, they're mom jeans. They're so comfy, though. They're so comfy, though. <laughs> I'm getting. Do you think this is a sign that I'm getting older where the skinny jeans now bother my legs? You got to stop taking fashion <laughs> advice from the 60 year old in the room, Sarah. I tell you this all the time. Okay, Jess, ditch him or date him? Ditch him, boom. Sarah Clayton? Yeah. She was even em. trying to be a good friend, and she put her head down and was like, ditch him. 
Farmer. Farmer? Okay. Farmer, yeah, see? I don't know. I think I'm going to keep him. I mean, look, you're here for the podcast, Sarah. No one can see you. We're just going to judge you and make sure everyone knows what you are wearing. I think we're going to put a picture up later. You need to be following us, by the way, on social media. There'll be one on my Twitter. Twitter's under HeyFrase, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, all one word. Instagram, you can find me under the same place. And Snapchat is HeyFrase Show. Sammy's on Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat and Twitter. Pretty much anything social media-wise, at the Sammy K. S-A-M-Y-K. I want to read you. Yesterday's podcast, people loved. Because you were, I mean, it was so funny. It was, I mean hysterical on like another level. Oh, well, thank you. You are thank so you. good. Because uh, I was telling everybody yesterday on the podcast that I went to this event and a guy there works for the government and was suggesting that we do an anti-terrorism podcast. So mm -hmm. we were coming up with names. So anyway, yesterday I got a email from Dano. He says, I'm a listener from Gambrels, Maryland, and I love the cast pod. <laughs> I discovered the Hey Frage podcast with you and Sammy a couple of weeks ago, and I've been binge listening to it ever since via iTunes. Don't worry. I left a stellar review. I just got caught up today, and I can't wait for tomorrow's episode. You and Sammy are hysterical. I've told everybody I know to listen. Love the elevator story with Dan. I'm on the edge of your nuts. I almost choked laughing. And Sammy's what kind of bee can you milk? Boobies. Juvenile, but I laugh so hard. It is my favorite joke told to me by a <laughs> yes. kindergartner. So stupid. The podcast is great. I love the dynamic you two have. Deep thoughts from the men on Tinder, all the swearing, and the excellent interviews on a variety of topics. Never sell out to the man. Oh, Lord, we're trying not to. Mm -mm. Uh, you have a great thing going, and I know you'll go far. So glad your anal fissure is healed. I've been there and done that. It's not fun. You're a fan. Dana. So that's it really is true. I had a, it, the anal fissure is healed, and thank God. Well, you only wanted to share that email so that made it sound like you weren't the only person ever with an anal fissure. <laughs> no, that's no. the only reason you saw you share that do email. Do you think actually? Do you think that guy? I feel like maybe I shouldn't say his name. Well, too bad now. You already said it. Like, that's the thing. You can't after the fact, Sarah, be like, oh, should I have said that? Because I don't know if he wants everybody to know. Like, I don't care that people know. Is that bad? So, you know, Jonathan, who lives at 439 uh, West uh, West Avenue Road, yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually wears his grandmother's underwear every day. Oh, should I have shared his information? <laughs> Sorry. Should I have shared his information? You know what? Let me see if we can fix that. Oh, my God. Okay. Where, where's the phone? We'll do some deep thoughts from the men on Tinder, actually, today. I have a couple of profiles, and then we're going to get into the interview with David Michael Latt from Asylum Film Entertainment. Um Oh my gosh, now I feel bad. You know, here's the thing. If you're going to email me, you got to tell me if you don't want me to use your name. Or you got to tell me a fake name. I feel really bad. I hope this guy isn't shy about his anal fissures. Well, hopefully his parents also didn't name him in real life Dano. Right, so. but I, I feel like that's sort of I gave where he lives and then the guy's name. Oh, it's, it's all right. You know, I think there may be <laughs> one other person with the name Dan around the area. So I don't know if he'll... Oh, damn. All right, hit me with some uh, deep thoughts. Thoughts from the Tinder Fellas. This is from Jason27. Please don't ask me to fertilize your eggs. I honestly wouldn't know where to start. Amen to that. <laughs> That's the most difficult part most of the time. Brendan, 36. <laughs> Who asks you to fertilize their eggs? Has some woman actually said to you, fertilize my eggs? Yeah. <laughs> Who? People have said it to me, like, thinking it was, like, kind of dirty talk. Oh, well, my but... friend did want to buy your sperm. I know. People By dirty... the way, does she still in the... Because... I'm going to see her this week, and I'll ask her. Yeah, ask her, because I probably wasted, like, 60 grand yesterday. 
You wasted 60 grand? Yeah. And you're just getting into this on the show now? No, I'm just saying that if she was going to pay me $20 per, or 20000 per, I wasted at least 60000 last night. Okay, that is so inappropriate. <laughs> I just have the worst visual now. Well, you should. It's a lot of hair. <laughs> God. Sorry, as you were. Tend to Someone, and a woman actually asked you to fertilize her eggs? Yeah, your friend. Oh my God, Brendan, thirty-six from University of Maryland College Park. Do you think when Godzilla came out, that God thought to himself, "Shit, that's a much cooler name"? Oh, probably. Yes, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great one. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Kevin, twenty-eight. What was your ideal job as a kid, and what do you want to be now? I would prance around on all fours when I was a kid, like a cheetah. I still think it would be awesome to be a cheetah. I mean, that would be a great job. <laughs> What? Think about it. Like, you're always in fashion. When was the last time cheetah print was out of style? <laughs> How about Jason26? Oh, God, this guy is so cheap. These people are so cheesetastic. Who swipes yes to this? Do you want to hear a joke about a broken pencil? Yes, I do. Never mind. It's pointless. Ah! <laughs> That's so bad. That was so good. All right, I'm swiping right to that one. I like cheese. We'll, uh, we'll end with Tyler24 from West Virginia University. When I was a kid, my fairy godmother would ask me if I wanted a long memory or a long penis. I forgot my response. <laughs> <laughs> All right, swipe right to that guy. He's like the only one. That's fantastic. Only... Swipe right for sure to that one. How would you not <laughs> swipe right to that one? I'll post his. Oh, I guess you can't post people's faces anymore because you can get sued. All right, fine. I'll, I'll just. It's like... all right, sir. You've already talked about someone's name, where they live, and, you know, all their details. I Might know. as well start doing it. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Um, okay, look. We are going to be um, posting our live shows, I believe, Sunday and Monday night. So if you didn't get a ticket to our live show, which is happening going down tomorrow night at the DC Improv, we're going to post those shows so you can hear after the fact. We'll be back next week. Boom. Uh, David Michael Latt is on the line right now from Hollywood. And we have to say a big thanks to our intern, Brendan. Brendan, who works at AFI, can I give out that info? Is there anything I can't say about? I, I really this too late. You've already given it up, Sarah. <laughs> this is so it's the bad. same thing again. God damn it! Okay, Brendan, you did a fabulous job, and Brendan is going to ask some a couple of questions as well. But we're going to get the scoop on Dead Seven, which is the sci-fi zombie movie with all your favorite boy banders right now. Hey, David. Wow. Hey there. <laughs> yeah, how it worked. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, it worked. Technology. It it's worked. amazing. It's amazing what technology can do nowadays. Hey, David, thank you for... Excellent. Well, hopefully technology could edit me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no problem. We can handle that, too. Hey, um, thank you for being <laughs> on our podcast. You have an amazing career, and we're super excited to talk to you about that and Dead 7. I've heard of Dead 7. And, well, thank you very much. I, I'm going to preface the conversation with... Um, I, I'm getting a little bit off of uh, pneumonia, so I'm coughing a lot. And uh, it only happens when I talk. Uh, so uh, hopefully I won't talk at all during this uh, podcast. Now, do you look at something um, like getting we'll pneumonia? <laughs> now, do you look at something like getting pneumonia before a huge movie like this comes out? And do you consider that to be like a blessing? Is it like a yin and a yang? Like, okay, something bad just happened. I got pneumonia. That means something great's going to happen. My movie's going to kick ass. <laughs> 
Yes, that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, and I couldn't be more fortunate by having pneumonia, and I feel uh, just great about it. So uh, thank you, yes. So, <laughs> David, you've produced some amazing films, most notably to date the Sharknado series, and you're behind Asylum Entertainment. So tell us about being in Hollywood. How does Hollywood accept you, or do they accept you? Well... Um, it's one of those things of, uh, you know, we started off 20 years ago um, working out of my partner's uh, apartment for a number of years, and we've always had this kind of independent guerrilla filmmaking attitude and approach to what we do, um, and we just kind of fell into that groove. So I really I mention that is because I, I still don't necessarily feel like we've been invited to the grown-up table. Uh, at all, um, but uh, you know, we're still the outsider. Uh, I think probably to novice filmmakers, we're more the establishment. But the, where we kind of feel our space is is definitely in the uh, Corman world, the trauma, uh, the um, a young Lionsgate. I mean, not necessarily making an established product. I mean, we're we're doing things. We're making up our own rules. We're kind of having fun. I mean, we're still enjoying that aspect of it. We're having too much fun to really feel like we're part of the establishment or accepting the establishment part. We don't, you know, we don't get invited to the big premiere parties and, uh, and the big event stuff, and uh, which is fine by us. Uh, no gripes there. Um, so it's, um, you know, they, they go off and make their billion-dollar movies and do their big corporate things, and we go off making our $10 movies and do our non-corporate things, and uh, I think we're all you know, happy with what we do. But that being said, I mean, you guys make it sound like you're like, but you guys have some of, you know, some of the biggest names, like, and, you know, out there in, in the celebrity world, always wanting to be out there. I mean, we recently heard a story about even Daniel Radcliffe was begging you to be in the next Sharknado, you know? So, like, as much as you guys are not mainstream, <laughs> it seems as though you guys are kind of becoming very mainstream in a sense, you know? Especially with all the big names well, trying to be in years, there. It was it was very cool to hate us and to you know slam us down. And at a certain point, kind of like Donald Trump, we became very accepted in the, <laughs> in the world and, and mainstream. And, and people still don't know how to deal with us. Um, but uh, so there's this cool factor to be an asylum fan, and you know specifically maybe Sharknado or Z Nation or Dead Seven. And so you have big celebrities, yeah, talk you know very overtly about, you know, hey, they want to be the next truck, you know, whatever it is. You're not going to see Daniel Radcliffe in, the, in our next movie. I mean, when it came down to, you know, all right, Daniel, let's uh, put up or shut up, he basically shut up. Oh, <laughs> no. And, you know, so it's one of those things of it's cool to, it's, it's, it's great to be, you know, in the cool section of, hey, you want to be hip and cool and be an asylum film, but I still think mainstream is necessarily ready for it. <laughs> But, David, you're very humble. Okay, but there's got to be, none of your movies have ever lost money, ever. I mean, you've got to look at a guy like J.J. Abrams and go, that dick. I mean, this guy, right, he's making like a Star Wars. I mean, seriously, because you're making bigger waves than J.J. Abrams. You're probably worth more money than Abrams. But that guy gets like all the glamour when, in fact, you ha none of your films have lost money. Nobody else in Hollywood can say that. Well, J.J. Uh, Abrams hasn't lost money because he works for a fee and he gets back at. So he's doing a lot better than I do. Um, I can I, look. I, I, I'm not 
thing. I drive a very sweet ass minivan, um, <laughs> and uh, it, it has an entertainment system. So I'm, I'm really very lucky. Um, but uh, in the day, he works for fees and he works for backend. I, I'm a, I own the company with some partners. We're our own investor. We invest back into the into the into the into movies that we make and the corporation that we you know the, the company that we that we started. Uh, you know, it's really not rocket science on on why we haven't lost any money. I mean, the, the easiest answer is well, because we don't make them for very much money. Um, whereas they're making these films for a hundred to three hundred million dollars, you have to make that plus you know a good one hundred twenty five percent more just to break them. And now I think everyone wants to know because with Dead Seven you have some I mean some hunky gentlemen in this movie, <laughs> like some really good looking ex pop stars. You know when you were originally making, did you kind of always yeah, have I'm, it? I'm in not in, I, I, I don't know what you've heard, but I am not in this movie. I know. I, 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 <laughs> I hear it, but I'm not in it. Well, I guess what I wanted so, to know okay, is, I just wanted to let you know, did you always kind of have it planned to have you know some sort of pop cultural icons like a boy band in this movie, or that like, or how did that even fall into place? You know. Uh, again, and this just kind of uh, shows how very untalented we truly are. Um, you know, Nick Carter came to us. He's a fan of the asylum. Mm. Uh, he's a geek, uh, horror, a horror film geek, and loves the genre stuff. And that's what we do. That's our space. And um, said, "Look, I have a passion project that um, I will put my time and resources in. If you could put your time and resources in, uh, we'll co-produce it together." Um, my part of the Faustian deal is that I will bring in my friends that are in boy bands, and you know we'll make this into a boy band thing, that is um, which, awesome. is, which was very attractive to us. Um, so he brought in a few people, and then we brought in a few more, based on just Nick being involved in. It. I mean, Nick has such an incredible—he's so well respected, you know, in that space um, that it was easy to make all these phone calls and go, "Hey, we have a Nick Carter project. We're shooting in Montana." You know, as boy band stuff, you want to do this, and I don't think anyone really turned this down unless they had a, um, uh, a concert date they were doing or something. Like <laughs> that, that is awesome. Did you actually reach out to yeah. Justin Timberlake to see if he would be involved? Did anyone? You know, I think it was asked early on, and I think uh, Nick did, but I could be getting this wrong. But um, uh, they hate each other. No, I, uh, they, uh, they, uh, uh, I think it was a scheduling issue more than anything else. I, I have no idea what transpired between there. We didn't reach out to Justin, but I believe that Nick did. So you have resurrected the careers of people like Tara Reid, Ein Ziering. You know, tell me, who was the first celebrity that you really courted, that you really wanted, that maybe had lost some fame, that you really thought, okay, shit, this is going to really put us on the map? Yeesh. Um, I never look at it that way. Uh, honest to God, it's not, you know, because I don't feel like what we do pushes any careers in a better spotlight, <laughs> you know, on a better career path. So for us, it's like, oh my God, we got, um, you know, uh, Tiffany to be in the movie. You know, that's <laughs> a great get for us. You know, it's not, it's not like we want to re revive her career. I mean, but it just so happened because we put Debbie Gibson in the movie and Tiffany in the movie, that all of a sudden, you know, gave them a shot of kind of career adrenaline and they mm -hmm. toured together for a summer and they, you know, became BFFs, you know, once again, it was a big thing for them and fantastic, you know, but it wasn't necessarily the intent to put them in there. It was just, the intent was just selfish of trying to get a name 
that's willing to do some stupid little film with some giant monster um, and uh, for them just having this kind of brain fart going, yes, I'll do it, it sounds like fun. And then it becomes something more than you think it is. And that's always exciting, but not necessarily the calculation. But have any of those people really thanked you? Because even if that wasn't your intention, I mean, you have made some people that maybe society hasn't really thought about in a while very popular again. I mean, has anyone come to you and really said, hey, David, you know, thanks, man. You really, you know, I'm Ian Ziering, and no one knew me since 90210. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's a mutual admiration society as far as we're concerned. They, they're, they're very, very thankful when a film does well, and we're very thankful that they were in the film in the first place. So, they're, you know, like, uh, to continue name-dropping, you know, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, we have a great friendship now. We, we, we tweet all the time, we talk all the time, and we'll put each other in, in projects, and, and, and the thank you just is in this continuing relationship where, you know, as a nerdy kid from the 80s, I would have never thought I had, would have that relationship with these people. Oh and it's God. fun, it's wonderful. But, um, you know, no one ever needs to turn around and say, you know, thanks for the assignment. But there, there have been many instances where Ian has, has talked publicly about you know, that Sharknado was a surprise and a big hit, and he's grateful for the experience and grateful for what we've done and what, you know, what the show has become and everything else. I mean, we, you know, I don't think anyone's really um, come away from the film if it's done well and said, you know, screw these guys and never return the phone call again. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we, we hire nice guys. So it's, it's, it's great. We, on this podcast, our podcast is very millennial driven. And there's a lot of people here in D.C. that have aspirations of being in the film business, being actors. And we're, Sammy, my co-host and I are from the radio business, which is a really difficult industry. I mean, would you ever advise people to go into producing films? I mean, or is it one of those businesses that you have to almost be so crazy and naive about that then you just get in it? <laughs> Wow. It, it, you know, it hits home. I have three kids, and a couple of them, I think, want to be in the film business. And, you know, the, the oldest one uh, didn't get, uh, she wants to be an actress, and she's 12, and she didn't get the lead in the play. And, um, you know, I said, great, fantastic. Uh, she got like tree number three, you, you know, in the play. <laughs> and you know, she was upset. And I said, look, if you're going to be upset in this business because you didn't get the lead, then get out of this business. I do not want you in this business. Uh, because it is all full of rejection. It is, you know, there are so many politics going on. It is never really personal. And if you can't get past yourself at this age, at 12, you're out. You're just done, um, which is a horrible thing. I'm a terrible father. I get that. But, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, I need to understand. This is a tough business because it is 99% of it's rejection. Um, and the other 1% is really sleeping with the right person and, you know, knowing the right person to go ahead and take advantage of those very slim moments that are opportunities. Um, it's never really about nailing the audition. It's never really about getting the resume in front of somebody. Um, it's a lot of networking and partying with the right people and mm. socializing with the right people and going to festivals. And I mean, it's, it's you're always doing politics. Um, in the business. Um, and it's never, you never at the end of the day look back and go, the path I chose is the path I did and it got me to where I needed to be. It's never exactly what you want it to be. Um, you know, I never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing right now, even though I've always wanted to be in the film business and direct and produce. Um, but 
I never would have seen this as my life. I'm so grateful for this life. But, uh, you know, it's never, the, it's never what you think it's going to be, which is exciting, uh, you know, on its own. But uh, it's, it's a tough one. It's a, the business is, is, is tough. And, it, and the other part of it is that it's very fleeting. I mean, the fact that we were able to make careers out of this thing and keep going after 20 years is very rare. Usually, mm-hmm. especially friends that I have that are big stars or big producers, um, you know, they have that moment. They had the one big TV show, maybe got into mm-hmm. another TV show, but that was it. Mm. So, you know, it's you have that moment for two, three, four years, and you're pretty much done. Uh, you have to kind of think of what you, what MD is going to be, which no one ever does. And otherwise, you're going to be working for a company like the Asylum, you know, uh, a little bit above scale, you know, oh, for two please. days of work. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not fun. You are very humble. So hopefully, I've depressed all of your. Uh, <laughs> Seven phrases, seven K.